What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Oz Hoopers Weekly Drop. Um, big week for Australian basketball again, and even bigger weeks coming up, I feel like. Um, Hesh is obviously stuck in lockdown. Um, he's been working. We've got a new segment called Eagle Eye, which I'm pretty excited about, actually. Um, we dropped our first episode with Taron as our first player last night. Um, how you been during, during this lockdown? Yeah, I've been all right, man. It's been pretty tough, to be honest. Uh, they're talking about it might go on for another month or something like that. Jesus. I've been hearing some crazy things. Like, it's it's okay because you're still allowed to exercise. So, able to kind of get on a court with, with some individuals, like exercising groups of two was okay. Yeah. As long as it's within, you know, a certain radius from your house and there's all these rules to follow. So, you know, so it's it hasn't been ideal, but you, you make it work. And like you said, it's given me more time to to work on some other things. Um, obviously, that Eagle Eye episode dropped, which was which was uh, which was cool to look at Tarrant stuff and got some things in the works now with it. So, taking all people's suggestions and and kept an eye on NBL one. And so, yeah, looking forward to dropping some more content with that. Sure. Um, what was your reasoning behind starting it all up? Like, what gave you the influence, and what persuaded you to start doing that? Well, we dropped a little pilot <clears throat> on my on Grind of Everything. That was like a couple of months ago. And it was just looking at some concepts. I just wanted to, to do some some film breakdown stuff because it's a part of the services that I offer as well um, with GOE, you know, for guys that are playing reps or whatever to send in their tape um, and for me to do like a breakdown and, and an analysis. And I guess that's like a, an underrated part of the game, I think. Um, I know at the pro level, it's everything from scouts to reviews to individual development. Uh, a lot, when I do my NBL guys, uh, a lot of film stuff. Like today, I just whipped up a lot of stuff for them based on last season's clips and footage that I get a hold of. So um, I understand the, the relevance of it. So I thought I'm trying to make that more accessible to, to kind of general basketball players and still on the elite side, I guess, with rep level players, but just making that more of a focal point. I think it's, it's a huge kind of hole in the market where people don't value it. Um, so that was the idea behind it. And then it's also a, a way to, I guess, provide, yeah, just give guys a different look um, and some different things apart from just getting on the court. There's so many more things you can do to get better. So I'm excited for the segment. Yeah. Um, I'm keen to see more. I enjoyed watching the first one. Taron, obviously, yeah, sure. he's a much smarter player if you dig deep instead of just watching the screen. If you watch each yeah, individual fact. play and stuff, it's cool. So anyway, um, we put something up on our story. Um, we wanted you guys to kind of get involved with this and ask us some questions that we can dig deep into. Um, so I put something up on our story. Let's get into these questions. Um, there's a few interesting ones here. Thanks everyone for some, uh, submitting questions. Um, if we didn't get to your question this week, you can try next week and we might get onto it. Or you might just have to drop a better question. <laughs> um, the first question is, which junior should we be looking at that everyone is sleeping on? Now, this is tough because there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, yeah, to you cover and, first. it's hard to cover and give everyone their credit they deserve. Um so it's hard to pick one. So I'm going to go with Keanu Rasmussen from SA. I think he is a bucket. He is dropping 30 bombs in the NBL one at 18 years old. Uh, I got the chance to watch him at, play for SA 
both years at nationals that I went, uh, 2019 and this most recent one. Um, I think he's very slept on. I think he definitely should deserve more credit. And I think he will be suiting up for the emus very soon. That's my one. Nice. I'm going to, um, damn, this is tough because man, my, my exposure, I'm going to be honest, my exposure to the junior level basketball is, is new. Yeah. Uh, so like most a, people, I, I feel like. Yeah. Like I think you personally, I think my exposure to it is, is now it's starting to grow, but initially it was like you, your content, bro. Like that was yeah. Hooper's content was what I what I'd look for to to see up and coming players and keep an eye on certain things. When we say juniors, what are we talking? Under eighteen? Is that the yeah under twenty, under twenty, like under, twenty and under. Under twenty. So if it's twenty and under, I think there's a there's a couple of guys that that I think are slept on. Um, ooh, there's one guy in particular. Now this is this is I don't know if he if he cuts it in the category. But um, he's okay. Let me let me ask you: Can it be somebody who's grown up in Sydney their whole life, but has just taken off overseas to go play high school ball in America? Yeah, for sure. They're Australian. All right. But, so there's a kid that I've been working out a little bit. And I've developed a relation with. His name's Bailey Chambers. Went to Trinity Grammar. I don't yeah, know if I you've know. heard the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he he, he trialed for um, the team Oz. I got the chance to watch him. He's oh, really he? young. He's like 16. Yeah, he's young. He's yeah. going into his sophomore year of high school. Super young, um, lefty. Um, he's a dog on the defensive end. So I'm going to give him a shout-out. I was just talking to him, actually, on IG. But I'm going to give him a shout-out because I think he's got a future. Um, he works super hard. He's a gym rat, loves to get work in, travels halfway across the city just to get workouts and all that. So I think he's got the that that intangible trait of being a, of being a workhorse and getting in the gym. So I think he's got a future. So I think he slept on. He doesn't get talked about very much. So I think he was making state teams and stuff when he was here, I believe. Um, but I think he's going to have a, a, a bright future. Um, or I think he slept on. One of the players that gets slept on a lot, who's been slept on probably his whole junior career, someone that I've started to work with closely more recently. Um, and I've seen a lot in terms of his ability and his work ethic and his drive to want to get to the next level and his skill set showing right now. Uh, Will Johnson. He um, playing Juco out in Georgia at the moment. Uh, he's going into his sophomore year, so he's going to try and transfer to a D1 at the end of this year. Um, his skill set's come a long way, become a sniper, um, and he's just, yeah, slept on a lot. I don't think he gets the love he deserves and makes the teams that he should um, when he was coming up through here, and that continues to be the case. Some guys are just... I think stay slept on. No matter what happens, they just can't seem to get the the accolades and the the recognition that they might deserve. And I think he's one of them for sure. Well, those those you, are two two guys. Who else you got for me? You got anybody yeah, else? You said there's there's another one out of New South Wales. Actually, I don't know. I think you said you haven't seen him live, but Evan Kilminster. I uh, think yeah. he's very tough. When I saw the New South Wales roster, I obviously know a few, but I was just like, ah, oh, I don't think they're going to get it done. Um, they don't yeah. really have a standout scorer, but um, obviously Josh Duarch mentioned it. Um, yeah, yeah. He said he's very underrated and he's a pure playmaker. But what I saw was a pure scorer. Step back threes. He's very. Uh, he's got the ball on a string. Um, yeah. He's fast. He's very good yeah. and he's young as well. So Evan Kilmister would definitely be up there for underrated. I think. For sure. But it's, it's hard That's because. It. 
He'll he'll play. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is with him in Canberra if he's going to play NBL one in New South Wales. So we'll uh-huh. see. So yeah, there's a couple there, but I I got to I got to do some more work on the the, the junior slept on guys. You know the that's, that's, a, that's a it's a hot topic for sure. For sure. Um, the next question. Um, Aussie primed to make a leap next NBL season. Who's going to be most improved next NBL season? I'll start. I think Findelaney takes the breakers out of last place, steps it up and turns into a star in the league. And I think he takes them into the top four. I think they have the right pieces. I think they have the right pieces. They have a strong roster this year. Um, And I think he turns into a really big piece in that team. And yeah, I think my answer is Findelaney. Finn Delaney, I like it. I was impressed with what Finn did this season, even with a up and down Breakers team that lost some games that they definitely should have, and won some games I didn't think they would either. Yeah, um, they were pretty hot and cold. But I, I like Finn. Uh, I'm with that. I'm with that. Most improved for me, he showed it towards the end of the season for me, and I think he's going to be like serious, serious like All NBL type talent this season. Luke Travers, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's he's a good the guy. He's the I thought you were going to say Xavier cool. Cooks, and I was like, oh, yeah. Luke Travis, all in the That's a huge call. Dude, I, I, like, how many teams? Do they even have more than one team? Two I teams? Three teams? There's two. Yeah, dude, I think Luke Travis is a is a 15 and 10 guy. 15, 10, and 5. You know what? Like, dude, this guy showed us glimpses of him just taking over games. So For I sure. think and if Perth, if Perth are missing healthy. some pieces. I don't know what they've done this offseason, but he might turn into one. That was my next... That was my next point. Like they just they've lost Trevor Gleason, which might hurt his chances. I think Gleason really believed in him and mm-hmm. he gave him a, a crack. Um, and they've they've half their roster's gone to Tasmania. For sure. And then like, you know, so I think he's gonna be a staple that's that's gonna be one of the few left. He might play his 28, 30 minutes, 26 minutes, and he might end yeah. up with yeah, 15, 8, and 4 or whatever. So I think he's gonna be. He's going to have a, a huge breakout season. And I think I'm going to even go a step further. And I'm going to say that's going to springboard him to NBA draft board. He's going to get drafted the following year, first round. Sure. Tough. That's, that's a big call. But I respect it. Yeah. I, I agree with your points. I think he's definitely got the, um, the potential to do that. The next question is, should Australia have player rankings like the USA? Now, me and you discussed this a little bit. And we were thinking about that like starting something like that up, but then we thought it might be a little bit too controversial. It's tough. Do you think there should be player rankings in Australia for juniors for people to kind of judge who's good and where they stand? Yeah, I think, I think there should be for sure, but it it definitely shouldn't be. And this is where it gets tricky. I think because it's got to be, not associated with BA in any way or BNSW or or Queensland, basketball Queensland or whatever other state. Like it's got to be a completely independent, privatised situation. That's why the the star system in America is good because there's so many companies that do it. So you can have a five-star player in one company could be a a four and a half on another or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, I think it's it's a necessity. Um, The only problem for me when you rank players the reason it works, like I'm just going off the US system because I think they've they've proven that it's it's a really good system. It, it has its flaws and it has its holes, 
But the reason it's so good is because it's if it's transparency and it's it's flow like structure from the bottom all the way to the top. Like yeah. kids to get to the MBA when they're in when they're a freshman in high school, they know the route. They know exactly where they have to go. They have to make their varsity team. They have to have a standout season. They have to get recruited from colleges. They have to get to a D1. They have to ball out at a D1. They have to go to the NBA combines. They have to get invited to workouts. And it's like such a structured process to get to the NBA. And it slowly just gets like a pyramid. It starts with a lot of people and it just gets narrower and narrower and narrower until you get to the top. And then the top 0.0%, whatever, make it to the league. But at least the pathways are there and they're structured. And if you know that you're, you're top 25 in the country as a high school player, you have a chance to, to build on that and get to college and, and do the necessary. My thing is, all right, so we rank, let's just say we rank players here and we rank the top 50 under 18s players in the country. It's like, then what? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's, yeah. there's no processes in place. Like I, I was talking to someone the other day about it. I was just saying like the high school kid here, he would have no idea how to make the Sydney Kings roster. No. There's no processes in place. Even Shane Hill was talking about it, the pathways. Mm. Like, it doesn't seem like there's a set pathway to know, all right, I want to play in this league. I want to play from that league to that league or this competition or that competition where my eyes are on. I think we're starting it with the NBL one because that's been popping off. And their it's coverage been has, been, very good. has been amazing. I credit the NBL for that because they've done a tremendous job with the NBL one. Um, getting a lot of NBL players to come back and play in it, which is which is credit and a testament to the to the work they've done. Now, if they can go a step further and, and take that to the juniors now, like NBL one juniors and, and have an under 18s team for every NBL one team, you know, and start televising those type of games. Now we're in business when we start ranking players and they start competing on a national level, you know. Yeah, it's just hard. Um, to, it's just hard overall, to. Compete. Yeah, it's just hard to like rank players based on different leagues i mean someone could play three different comps i mean uh, uh you talk you talk to me about the new south wales comps and there's about 50 of them like yeah I, I just don't understand obviously if they did that the nbl one teams all had juniors junior rep teams each age level then it'd be easier yeah. to figure out but yeah. i think yeah like you said if you ranked players and then the rankings came out there wouldn't be like the nbl teams look at that and go oh such and such is fifth ranked. Let's take a look at him. Maybe. Yeah. But I think well, it would just be for bragging rights between each other. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. that's what I mean. Like, what's the purpose of it? I, I think the the NBA's shown us that, like, I don't know, maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong. And I'm not saying you should just you don't have to earn your stripes, but taking some risks on young talent is is what sets you up for the future, I think. Good yeah. decision making at the management level to pick young talent sets your organization up for years. Um, and if you can prove to do that consistently, that's that's what sets you up. And I think the NBL has a habit of keeping guys around for years longer than they should and not giving guys a chance to break in as an 18, 19 year old, which hopefully is changing. We've got the Tamaris, um, the the Mo Kings, the Giddies, the Buali Bales that are coming in now and making, making contracted, taking contracted spots at age 19. If that tends to be the case, and then they start looking at the NBL one, and and what's the kid's name you said from SA? Um, uh, what's his Keanu name? Keanu Rasmussen. Yeah, like imagine he just has this blowout season, and then he's planning to go to college or whatever, and then the NBL goes, no, you know what? Someone takes a punt on him and goes, we'll give you a two year right here. We're impressed with what you did. Like that'd be so cool to see. You know, them just keeping telling and taking risks on those type of players. Yeah. Not to say that you don't have to earn it, but it'd be cool to know that they had a pathway to get there. Um, yeah. And then those rankings yeah. become so so meaningful. You know.
Um, our next it. question uh, dropped by Reese. Shout out, cool name. Is Julian Newman going to survive in the NBL? All right. You want to go first or me to have it? Uh, I'll go first. Um, All right, go. Based on what I've seen, I've obviously not watched full games like most of us that are quick to judge. But it looks like he has a really good shot, better than obviously most people's. Will he survive? I don't think so. Um, Just a bit too small. Obviously can't. I don't see him clamping like, I don't know, Scott Machado or Nathan Sobey. Um, pick and roll switches. I just think uh, it's just not a good idea. I'm praying the, uh, if the rumors are true, which I don't think they are, but I mean, the, the guy, the dad said it, he said he signed in the NBL. So I don't know what that means, but um, I'm praying the Brisbane Bullets didn't, didn't do a silly, anything silly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm praying the Brisbane Bullets didn't do anything silly. But yeah, that's my answer. So your, I don't know. your blunt answer is is probably not. I think I think he will jump on when we're down. Oh, I'm not saying we, but like if a team's down a certain number of points and he jumps on, I think he'll jump yeah. on, shoot three threes, miss all three, and then not play again the rest of the season. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's just he's just. Uh, I don't know. Uh, my answer is I don't know. That's why. Yeah, I'm fair saying. enough. It's hard to know. Do, do uh, I see him coming uh, out dropping twenty bombs? <laughs> nah, no, nah, I don't see that. I think the question, the question itself, needs to be a bit more specific. Will he survive in the NBL? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he he he's clearly a skilled basketball player. Yeah. Like he Otherwise, can, he wouldn't be known. He's got yeah, some like sort he, of skill. You know what I mean? Like he, he he can he can dribble the ball, he can get off the floor, he can he can break someone down occasionally, he can straight line drive, he has a decent quick release and a shot. So I mean surviving, yeah, but there's like most anyone that plays basketball at any kind of reasonable level, like most most people can survive in the NBL. Um, I guess. Not most people, but anyone that's played an elite level. Um, but I don't think he's NBL caliber to the point where you'd go out of your way to sign him like based on what i've seen i think he is a little bit too small and i don't like to pigeonhole people but i don't think he's he's defensively up to it um based on the tape that i've seen i think he's he's going to struggle on that end of it also um every game that i've ever seen him play it seems to be really really unstructured and like just all over the place a lot of high school ball in america is like that so Unless you're like a super athlete in high school, like Terence, what's his name? Adelaide signed him, Terence Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. He's just like six, six can, can East Bay off the spot. Yeah. Like you can take a risk or something like that. But a lot of high school kids don't have any idea how to follow a scout and play it at the pro level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of it's based on athleticism and, and upside. And he doesn't really have a lot of that um, coming in. Like, so my answer is no, I don't think he can survive in the NBL. But I think he's a skilled basketball player. So, yeah, bluntly, no. Maybe that's the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers next star <laughs> to get some ticket Maybe. sales. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Like profile-wise, yeah, it's great. Yeah, you're gonna get any publicity is good publicity, even if yeah. people are like booing him or whatever. Like, mm. still getting people to the game. So, for sure. The next, uh, the last question. Is will Delhi average more or less than twelve points per game? Ooh, 
Um, I'm going to say less. I think he's going to average around seven or eight. I don't think he's going to come out and be a scorer. Obviously, he'll get points. Like, there'll be a couple of games where he has 15, 16. But I don't see him coming out being the main scorer for Melbourne. Yeah, I think seven to eight he'll be held to. Yeah, I don't see him averaging more than 12. It's a pretty good number to go off, though. Like, maybe. I'm just trying to think about it. He might come out super aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he might come out being like, this is my team. This is what they signed me for. I'm a marquee player. And and he can he can clearly, like, shoot the ball from high clip at three. He can, he can make a floater, um, get out and get a few runouts. So I think he has the potential to, to be pretty dominant in the NBL. Um, but I think the way the game is played and the structures that are in place, it doesn't really serve for someone to come out and, and drop bombs unless you're an import. The only guys that drop huge numbers are like Bryce Cotton, Casper Ware, yeah. Scott Machado. Yeah. You know? I don't so, see Delhi being a player. So uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say just under twelve. He's gonna get aggressive. I think he's gonna have an aggressive season where he's gonna stamp his authority and and be like, Yeah, the NBA was mine for the next three years. Um but I don't I think he'll be right around there like ten, maybe nine, ten points a game. So we're both going under. And this, this guy, this guy works for sports bets, and there's some good lines right there. All this stuff. <laughs> there's a there's a line on sports bet. I don't know if you've seen. You can bet on Josh Giddy going under or over eleven point five in the draft. <laughs> that's yeah, that's tough. That's tough because he might go top ten. He uh, might do, especially off his boomers performance at one yeah, game. Legit. All of a sudden, the team could just go, "Oh, we want this kid." Yeah. Give me your medals for the for the men's mm. medals, gold, silver, bronze. Who you got? I think we go bronze. I want obviously. I, I think we can go gold, but I think yeah. realistically we go bronze. I think there'll be a game where we fight for medal, and we win, and it's all yep. like hooray with medal. And who do you think? USA, Spain. Uh yeah. Either uh, I haven't seen most of the teams. But I think we'll be fighting for a medal with Slovenia. Interesting. We'll versus Luka Doncic. Doncic. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb, dude, and I'm gonna say that we get silver. We lose to US. Yeah, I think we lose to US in the final. And I'm gonna I'm gonna even say even though we Nigeria and we yeah. sat a lot of our players, I was impressed with Nigeria and how they I know they shot the shot the lights out. But I'm impressed with the, their athleticism and their defense. I think they might be in the hunt for like bronze or something as a dark horse. Yeah. Those are my three. USA, Australia, Nigeria. I think Spain come third. Oh, sorry. I think we come third. I think Spain come second. But yeah, definitely. Either second or third. I don't see USA losing. Hopefully my ability to predict these things does not correlate with my ability to coach because I'm terrible at this stuff. <laughs> Fact. Let's see. Yeah, whenever we say like, oh, nah, Australia won't win, we they win and we just look like idiots. Dude, I thought USA were going to pump them that game. Yeah, so. come out ready to win and we fold out. So, I don't know. Let's see what happens then. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, we'll wrap it up there. Um, we appreciate it. Make sure you guys go check out our new segment, Eagle Eye. Um, let us know who, who has should jump on next week. Um, anyone, NBL level, uh, NBL one level, juniors, anything. We'll jump on that. Um, sure. and obviously drop more questions for next week we enjoyed it 100% see you guys soon